Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shoei Rotani versus Aaron Judge in the Bronx. Diamond Diehards is on. Rizzo here bringing you baseball along with the dog, Jeff Healy. Diamond Diehards is back. We did, uh, we, we took a couple of weeks off there with uh, dog having some stuff. Riz here being in San Diego for a little work, but a little baseball. And, uh, and now we're back. So, uh, yeah, so here we are. And I think, I think that was mostly Riz travel, by the way. Yeah, I think, it was. I, think, I think it was. I think it was like a day, by the way. Yeah, uh, I think it mostly was. Uh, opening segment, fmsgraphics.com for all your printing and promotional needs. Go to fmsgraphics.com for all of it. And uh, when you need to get stuff out there that you want to put in people's hands, it's unmatched. So go to fmsgraphics.com. All right, dog. Otani versus Judge literally happening as we speak for the second time, it's just after nine o'clock on the Eastern seaboard here. If you're checking us out on Facebook, we're glad that you are on the live stream. And if not, and you're catching it whenever, uh, we're, we'll give you a little background and, you know, to follow along. If you were watching the Yankees angels game and you wanted to follow along kind of where we are, um, at the time we start this, it's the bottom of the six. The Yankees are winning 2-1. Judge has a home run, and he's robbed a home run, I believe, for the third time in his career. And to this point, Otani 0 for 3 with a strikeout and two left on base. Otani in the first game of the series with the homer, and the Angels won 5-2. So um, that's that's the way it goes here, I think. Uh, and then the final game of the three-game set, set for Thursday. So you might even be listening to this while you're watching that on Thursday. And we're glad that you are on all the areas where you get podcasts. They could be Facebook. It could be Apple podcasts. It could be YouTube. YouTube. That's right. <laughs> YouTube. But you don't, it could be rumble. It could be uh stitcher. Spotify. It could be Spotify, wherever you are. Follow us or subscribe because we need your help and uh, we'd like to have it there. All right, dog. So Discord server? Discord. I don't know if we're on <laughs> some, there. Some secret uh, secret documents along the way? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah we're probably there. there. We should talk about um, the, the Judge uh, Judge Robin Homer was of Otani. So uh just a just a great uh, just a great matchup, right? And just really uh really a headline for uh, for baseball. I mean, as a as a National League fan and a Metsy fan or whatever. Um you know, it doesn't get better than seeing uh, Judge <clears throat> Judge taking on uh, Trout and uh, and Otani. It, the the all the other stuff seems secondary when these guys are going at it, right? Like, yeah, it just yeah, it's I mean, it, and it's just what a coup for uh, Amazon Prime uh, to uh, to get the coverage on that. And this is really the uh, this is why they paid the big bucks, as they say. Yeah, sigh, but yeah, it, it's such a pain as. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get the game now on my on my freaking phone. Oh God, it's, I'm so pissed. Um, 
<laughs> trying to get the stupid game on my on my phone. I had it before. At the, producer Xavier, uh, got to give him credit here. Uh, producer Xavier Rizzo helping me switch back as uh, I've updated and upgraded some technology, and I moved from my studio office down and took his space. And uh, now I'm back to this space. So Xavier, thank you very much for uh, for helping me get set up. And also Dominic Rizzo had uh, had helped during the move as well. But now back in uh, in the regular realm with a little bit better equipment, still trying to figure out maybe the lighting. There's a little bit of shadows over there trying not to uh, look like I'm standing next to the sun for the love of God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you got uh, our buddy. Frank at not Gaetti on Twitter dog was uh, he, he, he got you fired up with a tweet right before <laughs> this show. I do believe, I do believe. Uh, I, I think it was just, it was, I think it was yesterday, but it, I think it's been ongoing. So for the last day or two talking, uh, talking, comparing uh, Otani and, and judge. So he, uh, he was playing for the clicks and he got him. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. Got him. Got me good. Got dog me good. Was, dog was fired up. All, all giddy up. So he was comparing the obviously, you know, the Otani, the, the great two-way player, and he was sort of saying how Judge is six seven, throws ninety-seven, so he could probably go pitch in the major leagues. And uh that was he was more likely that he could pitch than Otani could hit sixty-two homers. So which is a little bit of a stretch. Is it? It's complete BS stretch? is what it is. What's the stretch? <laughs> Let me hear. Uh, the stretch is that it's a heck of a stretch, even though you throw 97 and you threw it and you were a good pitcher in high school, that you magically can do it at the major leagues. As there's plenty of guys in 97 who suck <laughs> and have made it all the way up through the minors. So to think you're going to jump from there to just magically be able to uh, uh, to pitch in the majors is quite a healthy leap versus now if Otani was like a slap hitter and you said 62, then maybe you start to talk it, but Otani's hit you know, mid forties home runs already. So while well, yes, it would be, it would be a, a certainly a very healthy year for a time to go out and hit 62. It's certainly within the realm of possibility um, versus uh judge coming in. And I, I guess the question is what's the level of pitch. I mean, I assume pitch to be like a decent pitcher, at least certainly not. He wasn't saying he's going to be like Otani level of pitching, obviously, but um Regardless, it was just crazy. And he was having some fun with it. So people were blasting him back and he was having, he was having a little fun with it too. So could, but you're so, wrong, not guy, Eddie. <laughs> so Otani could hit 62 homers. I think so. Yes. Okay. It's certainly, but, certainly, certainly within the realm. I mean, it's not, as we would say, it's not a base case. It's a bull case for him. But it, to me, it, it's within the realm of possible. Like, it's, you know, a two-steering deviation move there, right? So it's not going to happen all the time, but could he, could he have it? Yeah, things went right. I think he certainly could. Okay. So, so no unjuiced guy in the history of the majors, except for one last year, Aaron Judge, has hit as many as sixty-two home runs in the season. But you're you're just as comfortable saying, "Yeah, Otani could do it." Yes, yes, I am. Okay, I'm more comfortable on that than saying a guy who hasn't thrown since high school can pitch in the major leagues. Uh, but I feel like the assumption of the tweet was that. If Judge was doing it the whole time, if Judge had taken the same path as Otani, where he wasn't necessarily playing as much in the field or at all in the field, and he was just either pitching or DHing, could he have been the the equal? Um, 
It is. It's a big jump. It's a big jump because the pitching is so difficult, right? Like yeah. we've seen a lot of guys that are that are judges build that have tried to pitch. There's some in the majors now. Like you're much more likely to see a six foot six or six foot seven pitcher than you are a hitter that size, right? So there are pitchers that do it. So in theory, kind of, you could say, well, his body type does definitely lend itself to being a pitcher. Also, when he throws from the outfield, it very often looks like he's not throwing very hard uh, because his motion is very easy. So from that standpoint, I think, uh, again, he would have had to been honing these skills since his time after he stopped pitching in high school. Uh, A big assumption, but if you're thinking about the athlete, I think you'd really have to start increasing the pool of players who you could say may uh, have been able to do this. And the first guy you'd have to start with is Madison Bumgarner, I think, dog. What do you think? Outside of the realm of those two. I mean, I mean, clearly the pitching is the, I, I think I feel safe for this. The, the pitching is the hardest hurdle in the, in that, in my, in my view. Um, so clearly like we sort of talked the, you know, we talked, we talked to good hitting pitcher. We don't talk to good pitching fielder very often. Uh, other than Luis Gourmet, Luis Gourmet clearly could, uh, could do that, but he can uh, do anything. <laughs> he can do anything. <laughs> he can catch flying bats. <laughs> the guy's the guy's sick. Um, so, so yes, there are, you know, we have in the history of, of baseball, I had some good hitting, uh, Good hand pitchers, obviously going back to to the babe, of course. Um, but yeah, to have the, you know, is it more likely to have a guy who's a great hitter and become a pitcher? I, I think that's I think that's much more difficult than to have the pitcher because most of the time, I mean, honestly, and it does get a little weird, right? Like like through high school, like all these guys were the best pitcher and were the best hitters on their team, right? Probably the best pitchers and hitters, each both the best pitcher and the best hitter. Like their their town is like ever seen, right? So they're all they're all like a whole different sort of realm and stuff. But like when you start to go up, let's say in college and you know maybe in the lower levels of the minor leagues and stuff, you know you start to get that differentiation along there. Um, and I just think the the pitching is always is always more difficult to uh, to get and achieve. So again, it somewhat depends on what's the 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 level of pitcher that you would say is is you know because the guy is a great hitter. Could he also be like a decent middle reliever? Yeah, you know, I guess maybe, right? I mean, if you got, if you get one big, if you have a big, like most of these guys have a big fastball, right? So the question is like, do you have to control? That's sort of the number one um, rule out. Um, and then you get, you know, your secondary pitches and stuff like that. So, you know, most of these guys who were the good pitchers that they probably had, you know, two, that a great fastball, right? Because all these guys can throw hard. Like that's the same, like infielders and stuff. I mean, there's, there's a ton of guys who can throw, you know, mid to high 90s. Right. That's that's not actually the hard part. The hard part is getting the control and then getting the secondary pitch. So, you know, through high school, they probably had a sick fastball and they probably had an okay, uh, you know, curve or slider. I love it, but they didn't have like the rest of the repertoire, I would say, with with that goes with that. I loved when Mark DeRosa, he was on uh, my fellow Bergen Catholic alum, Mark DeRosa, um, was on Mad Dog like about a week or so or two after the uh, the Otani versus Trout final, you know, where he was the manager for Team USA. And 
he was talking a lot about Otani and he's like, you know, I was the kid, you know, when you're 12 years old, like, cause he has a great Jersey accent <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, like when I was 12, you know, I was a shortstop and, you know, I, I was the best player in the little league team and, you know, I pitched and I dominated and, uh, you know, eventually like that, you know, you get a little older and like that goes away. And he's like, but this guy is still doing it and he's doing it to the best guys <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that part of it really is crazy. But then yeah. you take a step back and you think, well, how many other guys could do it? And then you look at judge and you're like, I feel like if anybody else could do it, like he's probably the guy, <laughs> right? Like he's probably the guy of all the guys. Yeah, that's probably fair to say, right? I mean, it's probably like used to see Canseco come in, right? Like and and pitch and stuff, and he can throw hard and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, back uh, back when they were doing cleanup days in the uh, in the eighties or whatnot, he would he would kind of come in and give it a, give it a, a chuck. Yeah, I mean, but he, he wasn't. He, I don't think he was like trying to overpower people. Like I no, he was no, he was like over. yeah, he wasn't like uh, aggressively pitching or whatever. But but yeah, maybe like he's maybe he's a guy that would have been. Yeah. Able to and again, it. you know, there's similar sort of you know judge, judge obviously taller and stuff like that. But you oh, know, by another, the way, dog, I gotta guy. I gotta jump in. Katie Sharp, K P S H A R P on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Katie Sharp tweeted this about the Otani robbed home run by Judge. Shohei Otani's batted ball went 411 feet with 111 mile per hour exit velocity. There are 1,560 other batted balls in the StatCast database since 2015 that went 411 plus feet and had a 111 mile per hour exit velocity. Otani's is the only one that resulted in an out. So there was basically a one in... 1,560 chance that that was going to be an out. And the only guy that could have gotten it was Aaron judge. That literally went. Yeah, that, that is exactly it. Right. That is judge. He was 6'2". He wouldn't have gotten it. (laughs) That is. And actually, I think he even, he even like got it with his glove and sort of knocked it back and then caught it with his hand, which is even more ridiculous. That is, that is judge versus Otani. It's like, uh, you know, a superhero movie here. Right. Yeah, and exactly. and it's all playing out in baseball, which is just amazing, right? Yep, but they uh, they totally need that to uh, to get to get the season going. It's and it's been great. I mean, it's you know it's been great, and it's you know you're seeing positive, you're seeing good baseball in big markets and stuff, which I think is is helping uh, is helping baseball as well, right? So you have you know the, both the Mets and the Yankees are doing well. Um, you know, you got the the Dodgers. So actually, well. Dodgers have to run into the Mets, got uh, knocked below 500 here. But yeah, I was going to uh, say the Mets, he's knocked the Dodgers below 500. That, that's strange. the other thing we got to talk about the Max Scherzer uh, ejection, which uh, is a theater of, of the absurd. What What is going on? Yeah, it was funny. I, I was still working there. So I, I only could, I always saw see like blurbs and all this thing pop up. They got ejected. I'm like, what? And then I saw it and I was like, you know, I, I'm not one to like jump on the arms really. And now, most of the time, I, I, you know, if they do it, I assume they sort of have, you know, the rationale. And I'm like, all right, it's got, you know, sticky substance, whatever. They said not to do it. He did it. <laughs> did I get like the background? Now? It's like he went in, like they said, all right, go wash this off. He goes, wash it off and comes back out and go back in again. And the guy's sitting there watching with them. Then, then they're like, oh, no, that's it. You're out. I'm like, how, how do you get, like, first of all, how do you not throw him out of the first case? 
if it was if it was worth it getting thrown out, then you'd throw him out right away. Like, why are you sitting there saying, oh, go wash your hands? Okay, go wash your hands again. I mean, what is he for? <laughs> I mean, what is going on? That uh, that was just bizarre. Like, how do you how do you for like the integrity of your game? How do you let him keep pitching those two innings? Like, that was that like, you know, it was all that suspect. Those two innings were, you know, were bogus because they were letting him have an illegal advantage. Right. But then like after he washes more of it off, then you say, no, now you're now you're breaking the rules. You're out. I mean, it's just, it's just a comedy. The, yeah, the whole, it was the just whole way. weird the way the whole thing came about and then like finished. And, you know, what was amazing was Buck Showalter after the game, just spinning it in such a positive way, like talking about how it was such a great win. What it, what an amazing ball game. And like, you know, it's, it's really great to win that one. And the thing is like, he's not bullshitting. Like it, yeah. was, it was a freaking great win coming off what, what happened on, uh, on Tuesday, Kershaw, you know, yeah, five, yeah. nothing, 200th career win, you know, the Mets get the first game of the series. They, they, they win the series by, by taking this game. It's a day game. I mean, that was a huge way. You put the Dodgers under 500 Mookie Betts, I guess was, uh, I guess he wasn't there still because of uh, he just had uh, the birth of his child. But now, dog, when he returns, apparently he's going to start playing shortstop. Did you hear that? No, no I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mookie's going to play short. He's always talked about how he wants to go back to second base. Yeah. And I remember a while ago when he first signed on to play at the World Baseball Classic, his thought was that he was going to sign on as he and him and Trout were like the first ones pretty much. Um <laughs> Cause those guys can sign on yeah. <laughs> like That's the like, other guys. <laughs> where, where would you like to play movie? <laughs> yeah. The other guys are like, the other guys, you know, have to be like accepted on the team, but like, you know, Trout, Trout and Mookie bats, like, you know, they could, they could, they could just decide whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> so, but he, I, the original thought we talked about it here on the show was that, was that Mookie might play second. Well, he's played second. He came up as a second baseman with the Red Sox, but he's never played short in a major league game. But now with the Dodgers, just with the way the season has, has, started here uh apparently he's gonna get a shot at shortstop and he's never played there in a major league game so we're sitting here and we're having a show where the first you know 10 12 minutes we're talking about judge and otani as the two best players and like but who what player goes from right field to shortstop that's insane like that you could even like play there for like a game or whatever get your team by but like if he ends up being the regular shortstop for the dodgers and you know, they come out of this, this early season malaise and make the playoffs. Like that's a massive story. Like that's crazy. Like who has done that? I I mean, this is like Hannes Wagner stuff where he, you know, he came up as mostly more of a, of an outfielder and he was just always such the best player on the field, but he just would, he just would move around based on, you know, whatever the, the, you know, the Louisville team or the, or the early pirates had, he would kind of just move around the diamond until it became so obvious. Like we got to play this guy short. He's just like the best guy. Um, That's Mookie. Like, so we're seeing Aaron judge and Shoei Otani and they get all the headlines, but like Mookie bets, he's, he's like one of those guys and he's got more rings than both of them combined. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got two rings. Judge and Otani have none. It's uh, it's exciting times. Good, uh, it's good times for baseball. Good time to talk baseball. I think I might have to change the title of this episode from Shohei Otani versus Aaron Judge, and and add uh, add Mookie Betts's name in there because <laughs> I think maybe like he's like it's kind of crazy to think a guy on the Dodgers could be underestimated or unheralded, <laughs> right? 
isn't it? It, it is true. It really is. He uh, is. He's uh, he he's truly just a remarkable, remarkable player. And, and he uh, does everything right. Like and, and he does everything right off the field and on the field. Like he's uh, he's he's an amazing yeah. player. Like that him the Red Sox losing him. There are Red Sox. I, I you know there's there was always the talk of like they were never going to be able to keep him. He was never going to be able to sign. Might take the shine off of a uh, Hyman that one. Now all of a sudden his his rays are going crazy this year. So he was uh you know they were getting uh there was there was a little murmurings, I think, prior to that, but we'll see. And uh we just Wandy Peralta came in and struck out Otani. Otani fouled the ball, looked like off of his knee earlier, earlier in the at bat. Uh he drops to 0 for four for this game that we're that we're doing. Uh, simultaneously, we got a, we got that we got the hockey going on. It's, we had to pick a Wednesday when the Rangers weren't playing the Devils. Now, dog's a, a, a traitor, a turncoat. He's not backing <laughs> me on the Devils because they fired his friend. I've been I've been all over the place. Yeah, you don't do that today. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know he kind of he he was there for seven years. True. So dog's buddies, uh, dog's buddy was one of the Devils' assistant coaches for seven years, and I think his contract and, and was actually. Coach, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think his it was contract his was actually up. Yeah, it was. and they just opted to not bring him back. Correct. Correct. So they didn't like dump him or anything. True. And now he's on freaking Dallas, and they were what second in the West or something, second yeah. or third in the West. Things so are, things are things are pretty good. Things are not too bad for Ness. So still comes back. To I don't. Visit. I don't. I don't think the Devils did him dirty. I don't. So no, I, I, but actually, I think, he had a, he had a good relationship. Actually, with like the universe and stuff like that. So yeah, it was depressing. I think I think the uh, I think the dog needs to not root for the Rangers at least. Just be <laughs> neutral. Yeah, no, no. I have got I I am uh, I am I'm definitely a fickle fan when it comes to hockey. I've been both a, a Rangers and a uh, Devils fan. So and okay. a King and a Kings fan <laughs> and a Kings fan. That's true. Like back in high, college, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, all right, so, dog. So I'll, you know, I'll root wherever I'm going. I'll root, I'll root for either one of them while I'm there. I guess, you know, I'm just kind of going for the Rangers. You know, I, I, basically, I basically go underneath the garden every uh, every day now and go to work. So I got uh, to go slip down there. You've been to way more Devils games, especially recently, I would say. When was the last uh, time you were even at a Ranger game? I should just watch the Devils. <laughs> there you go. It counts as yeah. a Devil game. Yeah, it's almost, almost. Dog, the stress of this, I, I think I might need a visit to Gatto Acupuncture and Wellness in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Uh, if I do decide to do that, uh, I will book online at gattoacu.com or call 551-212-3845 and have Dr. Melissa take care of me. Uh, her holistic approach is unmatched, and it is all about the health and wellness not just this day, but every day. Gatto Acupuncture and Wellness, Glenrock, New Jersey. Book online, gattoacu.com or call 551-212-3845. Tell them Diamond Die Hard sent you. And as always, if you're interested in patronizing or finding out more about our sponsors, wherever you are consuming this podcast from, via Facebook here on the live stream, and we got some people checking us out. And it could be on YouTube or it could be on Spotify. It could be on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any of these. Uh, we always put the information for our sponsors in the description. So go in and take a visit there. Click the links and uh, see what it's all about. Go and, you know, if you want, go do your own research too. But they've been backing us. All these four have been backing us for quite some time, and we are grateful for that. 
so I Uncle get, Paul get, has has chimed in. Uh, he is back. We I had to ping him to make sure that he knew we were on. Um, he's glad to see us. Uh, he's upset about the major league rules that were rewritten, um, and he thinks they need to be written. The Mets would consider filing an investigation on the matter of today. Uh, and uh, he says Mookie Betts has the same role as Jeff McNeil. That's which is uh, a, actually a very interesting call out. Maybe they're. Their careers are sort of uh, going in reverse, where McNeil's gone from more of an infielder to an outfielder, and Betts is kind of going from infielder to outfielder back to infielder. Uh, and producer Xavier checks in from the producer dugout, so that that's good. So he, we know producer Xavier checking in. Um, yeah, dog. Um, what were you about to say? I was just trying to say how I had a German shepherd who really needs some ghetto acupuncture. Oh, really? Oh, really? She needs some needles. <laughs> Dog needs to mellow out a little bit. Well, so, ghetto acupuncture is uh, definitely pet friendly. There you go. Uh, I would, I would, I would call first before you're bringing your pet. <laughs> but Doctor Melissa has a uh, a great way of just welcoming all. Um, I don't know if she would work on the pet, but certainly the pet would probably feel mellow and relaxed as I do every time I walk into that office in Glen Rock, New Jersey. There you go. Um, all right, dog. Early standings in baseball uh, as the Yankees and Angels move into the seventh inning. The early standings in baseball really have, uh, they've given us some surprises if uh, we weren't us. But you I know, and I, I know have, right where you're going. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think that we've, I think that we've, the early returns on some of the teams that we liked are pretty good, except for maybe the Rays. I don't know if we did. We both have the Rays making playoffs. I think I had them out actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did too. So uh, yeah, they've they've definitely been an early surprise to uh, to everybody. Uh, just cranking uh, cranking away and just the. Uh, the scoring is just unbelievable. Those guys. Yeah, dog. They've played 19 games and they're plus 83 on their run <laughs> difference. That's a pretty good year. That's yeah. <laughs> that's like how many teams last year finished plus 83? Yeah. Probably not that many. Well, not. I mean, the Dodgers were ridiculous. They were over plus 300. That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Plus 83 in 19 games is ridiculous. They're 10 and 0 at home. They're six and three away. They're five and two against teams over 500, which is like pretty much all the Blue Jays, I guess, and where when the Red Sox were, but they knocked, yeah, they knocked them sort of backwards. Yeah, um, so they had the East looking, AL East looking strong, right? And then we kind of had that, right? Everyone, everyone yeah. uh, being uh, being strong, and including the Orioles hanging in. So that was one that we, um, yeah, I think you were, yeah, we both liked them. Let's say I think you had them. I think a notch higher than me, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And we both thought the Red Sox probably were going to be a little bit more competitive, maybe, you know, just yeah. being on the outside looking in. Yeah. But so far, nine and nine. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, that honestly, I mean, that, that division looks almost exactly kind of the way we would sort of, I mean, other than like the Rays being a little bit ahead and, you know, maybe reality will kind of come back on that. But they say Evan over 500. Yeah. The, and the Yankees in Baltimore tied for uh, third at 10 and seven at the moment. Yankees with a higher run difference. The Blue Jays are 11 and seven, but they're minus five run difference. So they're somehow, you know, they're, they're getting blown out in the games they're losing uh, and they're narrowly winning the games they're winning. So we'll see that's, you know, probably a lot of Jordan Romano. 
Uh, the Twins at 10 and 7, Guardians at 10 and 9, Tigers 7 and 10, White Sox 7 and 12, Royals 4 and 15. I thought the Royals are 1 and 12 at home. That's crazy. That's messed up. That is messed up. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's such a loyal fan base, too. I know. They've played 19 games, dog. 16 of them have been against teams over 500. So they've had a brutal schedule. Like everybody's just gone into Kansas City and uh you know run through it like uh like like Parister in a world war. Oh shit, did I say that out loud? God dang it, dog. <laughs> shit. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> dog, how many <laughs> how many men does it take to defend true Paris? Story. True story. <laughs> dog, how many men does it how many troops does it take to defend Paris? Don't know. It's never been tried. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. That, military history brought to you by the Mescolo Group, <laughs> serving <laughs> all of your real estate needs in the northern Pascac Valley and all of northern New Jersey. Go to GaryMascolo.com or call 201-615-3665 if you need to relocate. <laughs> I will say. The I Royals re- might need the Mascolo Group because they better <laughs> relocate. From Kansas City, where they're one and twelve. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, well, actually, well, well, maybe Oakland. <laughs> yeah, o- Oakland needs first call. Yeah, Oakland on, three on and those. sixteen. They've been sort of the story. They're minus eighty six in their run difference. So, as great as the Rays have been at sixteen and three plus eighty three, the A's are three and sixteen minus eighty six, which is e- they've been even worse than the Rays have been great. That's insane. Yeah. But they are two and ten at home, so they don't have the worst home record in the league. Their one and six road record is the worst, however. Um, and all of their entire schedule has been played against teams above 500. So that's tough. That's a tough way to get out of the box. True. It and they true. brought up their best prospect was, today and he got rocked, I think. I was uh, I was waiting for you to start crowing about the Rangers. Well, actually, you, I think, picked them even higher than I did in the end. They're 12 and six. Yeah. They're off to a nice start here, but they've had the easy schedule two and four against teams above 500. So take advantage while you can, right? Angels nine and eight pending the outcome of this Yankee game. Uh, I believe, I don't know if it held true uh, all the way up until today, uh, which is April 19th, 2023. But I believe the Angels up to some point recently had the lead in every single game. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That's actually very amazing. Especially when you're 500. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's like, here's the good news. You've had the lead in yeah. every game. Here's the bad news. You can't you're like it. only, you, you can't <laughs> hold it. Um, kind of a, a, an interesting story though. Right. Like I feel like. And that's always something that you always can try and pick up at the, uh, at the break too. Right. As you know, but it might be too, it might be too late dog. Mm. They might have to move early. And there's so many teams are staying it, right? That's that's the other effect that's going on with the wild card, right? You just a lot of teams want to get stuff, but nobody wants to be sellers. So it's it's actually weirdly gotten tough to uh, to add that talent. Pay higher, move early, and you get the guys for longer. They could have a bigger effect. Yeah, it's hard, but like it, like they're trying to keep Otani, right? The best way to keep Otani is to make the playoffs. Yeah, because you get to the playoffs with Otani. Now, the actual advantage of having Otani on your team, besides all the obvious advantages, he be his his he's optimized as a playoff weapon. 
because he literally gives you an extra player that the other teams don't have. You literally carry one extra player because he's playing two prominent roles on your team that no other team can equal. And in the playoffs, that's a big way that you can make a difference. Sometimes the 26th man or the 27th man, let's just call it, is the difference between ask the Red Sox. They don't win without Dave Roberts. Period. You can't even argue that. Every Red Sox fan will tell you, no matter how diehard they are, the more diehard they are, the more they tell you that they never win 2004 without Dave Roberts being on the team. And he was very clearly the last man on the roster. Right. Agreed. True. So that's the difference between them breaking the curse and, and, you know, winning four world series titles subsequently, you know, well, not subsequent three subsequent to that, but that becomes a big difference potentially for, for the angels. And to get Trout, you know, back in the playoffs for the first time in eight years. And, you know, maybe he'll, uh, I mean, he can't fare, fare really worse than he did than, than when he went against the Royals. But uh, that would really be something. Astros, we thought, might have a little bit of regression here. Eight and ten to start the year. We It feels like we never even see the Astros go through a, an eight and ten, 18 game streak anywhere during the season, let alone right at the beginning. And the Mariners are off to a slow start at eight and eleven. Um, they don't get to beat up on the A's 19 times this year. So we'll see how that all pans out, right? Yep, good point. Uh, Dog, maybe I underestimated the Braves. Uh, Maybe you did too. You picked the Mets to win the division. I picked the Phillies. We both did pick the Braves, I think, to come in second, though. Yeah, Uh, I mean, we we saw all all, all three of those teams. We had kind of, you know, somewhere between the 1900s or a category, right? Yeah. So... I mean, I, th- I think they're all just kind of, they're kind of go out there doing what doing what we would sort of expect them to do, uh, and the Marlins hanging tough. Yeah, as well for now. And the Braves, Braves are... fourteen and five without Rizal Iglesias, like having thrown a pitch yet uh, as as a closer, and you know they let Kenley Jansen walk to uh, to the Red Sox. So to me, that's that's impressive. However, dog, all of their games have been against teams under five hundred, so. Again, the schedule it, this year more than other years that we've seen because of the the uh, the schedule where you play every team in the league, um, it's allowing some of these teams to just get out of the blocks like gangbusters. I mean, you still have to go out there, you still have to win the games, but it covers a lot of warts when you have the talent edge, and you know the Braves have a talent edge over yeah. most of these teams. Well, that's Mets what we're saying, like the the. Both uh, both uh, beasts in the East, right? That uh, you know they were they were the two strongest divisions last year, and likely probably even more so with the uh, with the balanced schedule. Yeah, Mets twelve and seven after the after the uh, series went over the Dodgers. That's a big one. Eight and five away from home. They've only played six home games, and uh, well, you know hilar- ju- hilarious one for the Mets, which I did not realize. Sorry to cut you off there. Was uh, after after the ignominious sweeping in the, in Milwaukee. Last 21 games Mets have played in Milwaukee, the three and 18. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I actually was missing it. Normally it's Atlanta is the house of horrors. Maybe truly it's actually Milwaukee is the true house of horrors for the Mets because they are getting destroyed every time they go in there. Well, that, I'm sure there's no exception. <laughs> I'm sure they'd like a shot at it in October. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Brewers would want to see them. 
Um, uh, listen, dog, we can't get play by play, but uh, the Angels just tied it uh, off Wandy Peralta in the eighth, and none of the big two had anything to do with it. So, yeah, big two out hit Urshela, a golf ball. Oh my god, Very the pitcher cool. almost bounced. He's that's, played first base tonight. That's a nice piece of hitting right there. Yeah, wow, jeez. Um, living good. Mets with the plus eleven run difference, Braves plus thirty two. What was that throw? This guy can pitch. This guy can't pitch. <laughs> that throw. <laughs> Marlins ten and nine, but they're minus twenty six run difference. That's like just they're getting slaughtered when they lose, <laughs> and they're winning one run games. I guess Phillies had the really slow start, but they've climbed back to eight and eleven. Um, and the Nationals five and twelve. That's more like what we expect from some of these bottom feeder teams as, as opposed to like, you know, these, the, 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 I mean, it's not really that much better, but you know, the, the, the Royals and, uh, and A's have just been like non-competitive in a lot of these games, which is messed up. Uh, Brewers, as you mentioned, five and one at home, three of those against the Mets, 14 and five for the season. Here's one that you and I were all over the Cubs, all over the Cubs, right? Why strengthened up the defense. middle defensively and even even on the on the corners to some large degree. You, you more than you more than me, but uh, you're you're big big on the on the cubbies. Yeah, because that yeah. that's their they went for defense and some of these and if any of these guys hit, like you know Patrick Wisdom decides that he's that he's going to hit now. Oh, Judge oh. with an unreal catch. Oh, nice in play. center. Nice oh, catch. baby. Ridiculous catch. Wow. I'll tell you what, with a catch like that, if Judge was a that's pitcher, a, that would have been a no-hitter based on that catch, <laughs> dog. That's that's almost a Nimmo level catch. Ooh. Ooh. You mean Nimmo has at times made judge level catches, dog. <laughs> that is right. a sick catch, dog. That is, that is a sick catch. In center, he went all the way to the gap and caught that. And that kept the game two too. That was huge. That was a huge play right there. Wow. Judge. Yeah. He got ripped off in Strat as a three. Think you're, center. Getting, think you're getting your money's worth out of this guy. I mean, off it's a pretty, pretty good in, start. In in the first few years, for sure. You know? But it's it listen, if if he's paired up with Otani, that would be something. We'll talk more about that toward the end of the show. Uh Cubs eleven and six, uh two behind the Brewers. The Pirates, dog. The Pirates have gotta get Rob on now. Yeah, Rob Beer Tuck. Our, our, our pal from the Athletic. We're gonna have to do a Pirates show. Exactly. Uh, we haven't we haven't had Rob on here. I think for like a couple of years, and we made sure when we did that we had him yes. on preseason when the Pirates are still alive <laughs> before the opener. But some of the we did talk about it. They they were one of the if teams, right? Like yeah. they have all this young talent. Of course, O'Neill Cruz broke his ankle, and I think he's out for the year. But you know that Rodolfo Castro comes in and and like he had a big game earlier in this in this day, uh, and he just basically plugs into shortstop. Where and some people think maybe at right now as players he he might be even ahead of Cruz, where Cruz is you know the six seven shortstop probably needs to develop a little bit more, um, you know a dynamic talent, but Castro maybe already is uh, is is a little bit better player plugged in right in the middle. Keep Brian Hayes. Has uh, you know, he started out a little bit slow, but he's he's picked it up. So the Pirates are 12 and 7, and they are 3 and 0 versus teams above 500. Oh, oh, oh. 
Sorry. Who, sorry. Who saw that? Sorry. I was, I was, I was going to try and comment in there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that's, uh, that's just ridiculous on, uh, on those guys coming along. So how about, uh, how about your Cardinals? Uh, a little, little disappointing out of the, uh, out of block. So I think that, I think there was more my, my pick on that one, but so yeah, I'm not little, that high. The, the runs given up. That's a little surprising for the Cardinals. I'm not that surprised at the slow start. I feel like in all these seasons, they, they really start to pick it up in like August and September. That's true. You know, and and we'll see. I mean, they have a lot of talent, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's not, it's not that, it's not crazily offering anything, right? And just well, minus two differentials. It's kind of, it's not. But like when the when the Brewers start out fourteen and five, you know, you got to make sure. And the Brewers have played, you know, half their games. That, they played nineteen games. But nine of them are against teams above five hundred. So they've started out with a pretty, you know, decent schedule. The Cardinals are six and 10 against teams above 500. So of their 19 games, 16 of them have been against the better side of the, the ledger so far. Um, so that probably has a little bit to do with it. You figure, yeah. you know, once they get into the, some of some of the soft underbelly here, they got to go win those games and the reds, uh, seven and 11, they just signed Hunter green to a long-term deal, which was smart as anything because the guy throws BBs and he's certainly the kind of kid that you want as uh, the face of your franchise. So good job maybe by the reds as they see if they could start to, to turn their ship around a little bit. Uh, Definitely not expecting that to happen this year, but again, you never know, like look at the pirates, maybe the pirates have this start. And they keep it rolling. You know, if they double this, they're 24 and 14. All of a sudden, they're 10 games above 500 if they double what they just did at their start. So you got to see. Like like the old adage goes, dog, you can't win a pennant in April, but you certainly could lose one. And uh, listen, it's better to not lose it in April, right? (laughs) And then we get to the West. Uh, This is a team that definitely I was on, was the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are not deep at all but they're good with what they have if they get injuries or they run into like a little bit of a a team slump you know they don't they don't have guys that they could bring in there to kind of patchwork things but But you kind of like though the good good speed and the good defense right and and speed and base stealing obviously coming up big time this uh this year so as as baseball starts to sort of toggle back to that a little bit um Arizona's kind of positioned well for that, right? So again, like started zagging a little bit when everyone else was zigging, adding up some of those guys that maybe have a little bit uh you know a little bit of a competitive or a comparative advantage, right? Because they're not, you know, you're not competing for the the highest dollar guys. Um Arizona putting together a decent little a decent little team there. And that's the kind of stuff that tends to kind of keep you around, right? It's not a it's not as streaky as like you know the power hitters and stuff i mean only speed and defense kind of keeps you around in games and keeps those games close yeah speed doesn't go into a slump and usually defense doesn't either right yeah. but again that not the depth isn't quite there yet on the roster and yeah. theoretically it's it's depth is something that you could acquire but um for now they'll take the 11 and 8 start in first place and that's because the rest of the division has gotten off to a slow start Mets knock the Dodgers down down to nine and ten. Dodgers are plus nineteen though. Everybody else in the division is minus. The Diamondbacks are minus seven. Padres are nine and eleven with a minus ten run difference. Giants are six and eleven with a minus six run difference. 
and the Rockies have been shameful. Five and fourteen minus fifty one. So they've been like in that that real bottom rung of of uh, of garbage so far. The Rockies, which is Giant, Giants, have to watch a little bit to get they get the Metsies rolling in here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, feeling pretty good over the uh, over the Dodger series and whatnot. So they uh, they got to watch it, or they could uh, they. They could be digging a hole for themselves pretty quick. Well, we got Mets have to watch it too. That it's not the Darren Ruff revenge tour, <laughs> or Conforto. Conforto go crazy on him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We well, got, I we mean, got, we got our, we got our boy uh, Jersey's finest uh, Volpe on, and uh, and your your boy's up. Yeah, that's big interesting. Time, so with Volpe on, he had stole uh, he had second base stolen right there, but he kind of just held up, like really. This is the new baseball. It welcome to the old baseball. What do you do? You have the power hitter up. He's, you know, Judge is still, I mean, he hits 300 now, but he's you still really think of him as a three outcome guy. Does is but if you could steal second, do you do it? Like is it worth it? There's still a chance he's going to get caught, but he looks like he could pretty much steal it on any one of these pitches. Like I I I it's, I think it's he, not like you're it's not like you're holding the uh um you know, holding the hole open from two, right? So, which sometimes you like to do, like if you have a guy holding a guy on first, sometimes you want to keep keep the guy in first so you keep the hole open on the right side. But that's yeah, exactly, and you don't have that's to, not you, really judge's game, right? So not so much. I mean, and yeah. you don't have the whole overshift business going on. I mean, we like yeah. we, now we refer to it as they them banning the shift. You know, we don't call it the overshift, which is what you and I would call it like or here called when we were growing up, right? Like even though it didn't yeah. happen that much, they called it, it's a better description of, of what it is, I yeah, guess. True. Like an over over shift. I guess a shift. Maybe it's redundant. Yeah, because the shift is like, yeah, you you know, the shortstop moves over and the third baseman moves over to uh to that. But uh yeah, not that the guy's going on the other side of the base. Judge, let's say uh uh listen dog, uh, we can't get play by play, but uh it's one and two. Okay. <laughs> there it is yeah those those uh standings thus far you've had some crazy stuff the the rockies are now already sitting on an eight game losing streak and they just they just haven't looked you know there's just some of these teams that just have not looked competitive and uh it's it's really disappointing but it's a sign of the times right it really is um if you're not going to be kind of in the wild card mix like they've sort of incentivized you to be garbage so yeah i guess you reap what you sow um the the stat leaders are kind of interesting like if you just look at ops which kind of is the the sort of measuring stick today uh there's nine players that are over that magical one point triple zero uh ops and None of them are guys that you expect to be there by the end. Matt Chapman from the Blue Jays. I guess his hip is feeling good. He's a gold glove third baseman. He's a power hitter. But, you know, 409 with a 473 on base and a 773 slugging and a 1286 OPS is not going to be Matt Chapman at the end of the year. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he's going to regress toward a mean. Brandon Marsh from the Phillies. Um, that trade... And now looking pretty good for the Phillies, right? They got him last year. Young player, plays center field, got the beard. Looks like he should have been, uh, you know, from central casting. And he's off, you know, with an 11.56 OPS. Patrick Wisdom from the Cubs. Before the strikeouts, 
will catch up to him. I mean, 21 strikeouts against 61 at bats, but uh, eight homers and a 1097 OPS. Luis Arias, dog, I said he will hit 350 this year. So far, I'm wrong. He's hitting 438. <laughs> or Arias, I should say it. Uh, but his batting average is so high that even though he only has a homer, a triple, and four doubles, he's still slugging 578 with a 1071 <laughs> OPS. Uh, Jorge Mateo from the Orioles, who swiped eight out of nine bags, uh, has been off to a super hot start, 1056 OPS. Nolan Gorman from the Cardinals, the uh, the rookie, well, was he the gold glover uh, or was that Donovan? Um, Gorman, a 1052 Sean Murphy, the catcher that the Braves stole from, I mean, acquired from the A's in the offseason, 1031. Brandon Lau from the Rays, 1018. And Andrew McCutcheon from the Pirates turning back the clock to his MVP days with a 1003 uh, OPS. Those are your, uh, and your, of course, big, your of course, big nine. The polar bear tied for leading the home runs in Major League Baseball. Well, that helps. And that's you. You sort of expect that, right? That's and he's nice. and he's not far behind in in the other stats as well. Um, he and Patrick Wisdom tied for the lead. Jordan Alvarez with twenty one ribbies leads the league. So if uh, you're not one of those that's checking on the stats, we're giving you the benefit of that. Dog, can you tell me who the league leader is in walks? It's actually not that much of a surprise. And if you look at me, there's a hint. If you look at me, there's a hint. If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching the video, there is a hint. Could it be Juan Soto? It is Juan, Juan Soto, Soto of the pods. The pods. Yeah. Which is going to lead he us was into killing the he was killing the Mets. So which is that. it is going to lead us into our final segment, which will be brought to you by Big Ed's Car Wash in Fairlawn, New Jersey, 17-16 River Road. If you are in the Bergen or Persea County areas. You need to get your ride clean right now. It's April 19th, and that means spring and all the pollen is upon us if you're in this area. Um, so you got to get that clean. That stuff will stay on your car. It'll stay in your car, but Big Ed will get it off of there for you, and your car will be shine and bright and clean. Big Ed's Car Wash, Fairlawn, New Jersey, a proud sponsor of Diamond Diehards for a number of years now. Go to Big Ed and tell them Diamond Diehards sent you. Uh, yeah. So the clue was, if you're just listening and you're not watching that, uh, I am wearing a San Diego Padres hat. That is a first for the show. And the Padres hat was part of, uh, the, um, the, my company took us out to San Diego for, uh, for some meetings. So thank you there. And of course, and there, I don't, there's a lot of, a, a bunch of people from the company now who tune into the podcast as well. Uh, particularly my buddy Juan. And uh, it was our dream here to go see a baseball game together. And uh, we did that. And he's a big Dodgers nice. fan from uh, from Mexico City. And he was able to come up. We saw the Padre Brewer game, a 4-3 Brewer win in extra innings. And uh, subsequently, he was able to stay out a little longer and uh, see his beloved Dodgers. And he always wanted to see Clayton Kershaw pitch in person, dog. And he got to see his 200th win. So nice. at the expense of the Mets, my pal Juan got to see Clayton Kershaw's 200th career win. The first time he saw Kershaw 
pitch in person. And now uh, he can brag like you and I can that he's seen Clayton Kershaw throw a shutout, although we saw him throw a complete game shutout against the Mets <laughs> instead of a seven-inning one. Oh, man. Um, did he get caught up in Fernando Mania? Is that how he became a Dodger fan? Uh, I I think everyone from Mexico who's a Dodger fan has a relation to that. I don't know if I don't know if he's quite uh, as old as we are. So okay. that was probably more the stuff of more uh, passed down. Uh, yeah, passed down. But you know, Fernando Valenzuela is for sure. Uh, you know, legendary in um, in the lore of Mexican baseball fans who who like the major leagues, and most of those, uh, of course, that are that prefer the Dodgers. That's that. There's the Fernando influence is just it's undeniable. Um, and it's great to still talk about it. And, and, you know, like you and I were, were kids, but certainly we remember that. I mean, it was like, you know, it just, it was crazy. Like it was, it was kind of, it, you know, kind of, it was, it was like Otani. Yeah. Right. The way that he just, he made people that weren't that interested in baseball get interested in, and watch. And it wasn't just in Mexico. It was, it was here in the U S right. Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. He was just an interesting character. And I'll tell you what, that guy can hit. He played <laughs> he first base in, in major league games. He did. Yeah, he you, could could look, you could look it up. There you go. Yeah. He, he would, when he like later in his career, when he became a reliever, like sometimes they'd switch him out and he'd go and he'd he'd play first base and then he'd come back into the game to pitch. Yeah, so Fernando Mania. Um pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, like the like Mark Fidrich the bird, you know, we're old enough to have remembered him as young, young, young kids. Um and then, you know, Fernando Mania, right? So the bird was like 76 in Detroit. Fernando Mania was uh 81. In LA, uh, what what else did you know? What, like, who else have been the compelling characters in that time? I'm trying to think. I mean, you had teams, right? But these are like these sort of iconic players that that drew um, fan attention from kind of outside the regular baseball realm. Should uh, probably I have like kind of argued uh, Tug, probably like with the with the Phillies. I mean, obviously, he had he had a the 73 run with the with the Met season and stuff. But uh well, okay. well how about Bo? Bo. Bo Jackson. Okay, well, I thought we were just talking back in like around 80. No, I am talking about like, like the, the progression. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Bo, the progression Bo over the years. Bo. Yeah, right. Bo, def- he, Bo definitely he, is one that brought in people. From Dion, right? To a lesser degree, Dion. Lesser Dion, Dion yeah. Um, um Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Not in the majors, though. Not yeah, in the majors. True. Yeah. It's interesting stories. Um People get in. Uh, I think Wild Thing was kind of he was kind of a phenomenon for a while. Yeah, that, that's not a bad call out. So uh, yeah, it kind of brought brought the casual fan into it. Um, wild Thing. We're talking about my, say for wild, for wild Wild Thing. You make my heart sing. You walk everything. Serve <laughs> <laughs> it up to Jokata. Um, <laughs> you know, Dark Knight. 2013 for uh, for us Metsies. Too short Met, a period though. That was a that was an Astros. That was a Met thing. That yeah, thing. I think that was more of a Met thing. I, I don't um, think that captured. Edwin, the D, Edwin Diaz for trumpets, right? Narco. Maybe. 
It was, it's a little, that, was, that, was a little, that was a little bit of a phenomenon going on. A little bit. It was just kind of, stuff. it was like a month though. Well, I suppose, I suppose. Yeah. With just the, with just the, uh, just the theme music and all that. Um, let's see. What else? We, well, let's see. We obviously had Otani, Trout. Trout kind of yes and no though, right? Like Trout, not nearly as much as it should be. No, but Trout's like, a I'm, no. Trout's a no because he's just okay. a great, unbelievable baseball player. He's not a guy like even people, even people who like watch major league baseball games all the time, like still almost don't notice him. Right. Yeah. Like he's kind of like Pujols. Pedro, 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 man. But I mean, he was just, he was, he was great. But like how much did he big poppy, maybe more person. I guess it counts. Maybe big personality, right? The big personality. Yeah. Maybe big poppy, maybe big poppy, but probably more in the, in the Boston thing. I would think. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're we we probably should have like researched. <laughs> probably should have researched this thing. I'm kind of exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's about, about a long week already. <laughs> By the way, it was Juan Soto bobblehead night. The the game that I went to. Nice. The box. Did you, did you see the Ryan documentary? Not yet. No. Oh, you got it. We got we got like we got to do like a show watching that or something. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's just flat out awesome. Well, we got it. Was, it was a hurt to see like what the Mets had and just gave it away. We're not having as good a pitching coach, which is like bizarre. They had Rube Walker there. Rube Walker's a great pitching coach. How did it not work with Ryan? Amazing. Just he went out, he found this guy in the Angels, and that was it. So. I think that sounds like one maybe where we watch it and then we do a little research and see if we could get, you know, the producer yeah. and see, the and see how on or something. Yeah, maybe one of those uh, deals. That'd be good. That'd be goody. Wait, wait till wait till the thing. You know, now now the thing's been out for a couple years. You know, person's not in demand. Hey, we remember you. (laughs) Bringing it back. You're bored, right? (laughs) Like everybody forgot about you, right? Well, that's it. Once everybody's forgotten you, your prime (laughs) candidacy for for Diamond Diehards has has uh, yeah has has arrived has arrived. All right, dog. Uh, did we did we miss anything? I don't. I don't think we did. Yankees and Angels, as we uh, as as we're finishing this up, are two two in the ninth inning. So we'll see how that all pans out. Uh, Ward is up, which means I believe Otani is on deck. Two outs, nobody on. Oh, again, dog. You know we can't do play by play. Um. By the way, Petco, if you haven't had a chance to go, you got to go. We sat or walked around in the landing in mm-hmm. left field. Oh boy. It's gorgeous. It was, oh, fuck. The what weather you- in San Diego the whole time we were there was between 50 and 60, but mostly in the 50s. Uh-huh. With like a 15 mile an hour wind and mist or rain the whole time. There was like one like the worst cab. weather ever in San Diego. Like literally. Yeah. <laughs> My cab driver said uh, he'd been there for 21 years. And he's like, I'm like, is this like, this like, what kind of weather is this? He's like, yeah, this literally has like never happened here that I could remember. He's <laughs> like, it doesn't rain. So the fact that like the streets are wet is just something, you know, in and of itself. And it's a good thing. I brought a sweatshirt. Most people bought sweatshirts when they were there. Yeah, well, why would you bring it to go to San Diego? You would figure. Oh, one, you know, you bring it for like the plane, 
Yeah. But it was like it was like 85 and sunny with no humidity in New Jersey, like the whole time I was there. <laughs> yeah. So I survived the bad weather in San Diego. Here come here comes sister. I can't hit a home run. Oh yeah. Oh Sorry. okay. We got it. We got to stretch it out here a little bit. Dogs, dogs' eyelids are being held open for uh, toothpicks. But when oh. Otani comes up, it's like somebody oh, cracked the smelling salts. The big eyes going. The smelling salts were cracked in front of the dog. <laughs> oh, he's alert. Oh, hey, hey, hey. what do we got there? Otani, zero for four against Clay Holmes. Uh, now in this at bat. Two zero. Here comes Groove it. Oh, he didn't groove. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the trap. Right. Here's the trap. You walk Otani, and now you got to face Trout. With a guy on who's fast. Put him, put him in squirm position, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's he going to do here? Rio. Rio. Throw, throw a ball. Bounce one. Strike. Ooh, that was ballsy. Oh, that was ballsy. It had movement <laughs> on it, too. Yeah. Wow. Good, good this pitch. Is the, it doesn't get better than this on Diamond Diehards. You really, you're either living the moment or reliving it right now. Yes. How about that? Yes. How about that? Ray Montgomery watches on. Three from one. The Here's the dugout. pitch. Outside. Tony walks. Uh, outside. Ball four. And from the Angels dugout, Ray Montgomery jumps up to the top step and gives Otani the steal side. <laughs> Bench coach. Oh, uh, Yankee mound visit. So now Trout and Otani trying to wreck the Yankees uh, instead of wrecking each other. I was trying to load up the ball there. Clearly. Can't can't blame him. <laughs> no, it do. <laughs> Skip, what you got there? <laughs> Trout two for four in the game. Hey, Skip, let me shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Stop on the ball. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, an arm like yours, kid. Hey, Skip, uh, there's a spider on your hand. Do you want to attack it? Spider attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're not doing play by play, but Trout is up against uh, the Clay show's Holmes. not over until. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is like the old days. This is like, this is like the pandemic days when we would just be on, and be like, you know what, we really got nowhere else to go and nothing else to do, so we might as well just stay on live during the big moments. We were, I mean, I think we did that when the Dodgers won the World Series, right? Uh, I yeah, think we were actually on the air when they won the pennant and the World Series. Yeah, we had uh yeah, we had a whole string of Friday night follies, the Mets losing. That was that was like our that was like our thing. Until <laughs> until they started winning all the time. Yeah, that's true. And the last last game of the uh, Yankees in the playoffs, too, right? I think we were on. Yep. That was a tough one. Seemingly every year. <laughs> <laughs> Riz jumps on to watch the Yankees lose to the Astros and end their season in disappointment and disgrace <laughs> once again. Time and diehards is on. Which we didn't even get there with the Mets. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had scouts and that was about it. No. 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 All right. So yeah, first and second. That's Ward on second, right? So Ward's on second. Otani's on first. first. It's two and two with two outs, and Trout is up against Clay Holmes. Deuces wild. Here we go. He's got to throw a sinker. He did, and Trout held off. Full count puts the runners in motion, dog. With two outs. Digging it. Digging it. 
Hot diggity. Oh, boy. Oh, got a real humdinger going here. Oh, my. Good speed on the bases. Ward with good speed. Otani with great speed. Oh, Trout, he got him swinging. Oh, he did the not check. swing. Oh, he totally did. I don't think so. But I, I never, I called, I, to, be, to be fair, I never think so. <laughs> I called I called the swing as, saw, as soon as I saw it, and he rung him right up. Well, he didn't bring him somebody, up. Somebody's not very happy. Oh, Phil Nevin. Oh, boy. <laughs> Phil, Phil's the same view of that that I did. Missy Coombs, keep your guy in check, Phil Nevin. That's her guy. <laughs> Phil Nevin, that's Missy, our pal Missy Coombs' buddy. No replay on that, huh? That no replay. What is this? Oh, it must not be happy. broadcast. No, it's Prime here. Okay. He's called it. Oh, come on, dog. He's, he's way over the place. I hate, the, I hate, I hate the that, plate. they call those. They call those, so. Did you see the replay? I just saw it, yeah. He didn't. So that's a weird one, okay? Yeah, he didn't break the He didn't, he break, didn't the, break the wrist, they, but he went way it. over the plate. Yeah, they, they call that now. I, yeah. mean, I, I don't I don't like it, but that's consistent with the way it's called. So there's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's. So he that, didn't break that the job wrist. I tried, that ball was anywhere close. I know. It's ball four. But. um Play Holmes dancing through the raindrops. But that's it, you know. That's that's another way to do it, right? Like the bat, the bat crossed the plate by a lot. Like it wasn't even close. But he didn't break the wrists. So, old school, you would say it's not. But today, would they're, you? They're no, I I feel like I feel like they would always call the, that if you if you broke the the the. If plate. you didn't break the wrist, I mean, I'm I'm talking like back like 80s and stuff. Yeah, me too. I I feel like they would they would they would call you. They would they would they would bang you out if you went. If the back crossed over, he went. The, he went. He went pretty. He went pretty far. Way he was way far. He was way up there. Yeah. Um. And he didn't really even complain. Like Nevin complained way more than Trout did. Yeah. Trout's not really complaining, right? Yeah. Which is odd because he's a Philly guy. He's like the quietest Philly guy ever. <laughs> like he's from New Jersey, but he's from the Philadelphia suburbs of New Jersey. So he's he's like he's a Jersey guy, but he's really a Philly guy. But like among Philly guys, he's he doesn't like. Act like the typical Philly guy that you'd he's see. Just he's just happy he here. got away. He got away to the West Coast where he where he belonged. Yeah. So he All likes right. the water. The water in the West Coast is better. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that even is. <laughs> That's the Philly accent. The, the the Philly accent, which came from God knows where. I could have Dominic Rizzo come in and do all like a hundred different accents. I don't know where this. He probably got it somewhat from me. I could do some pretty good ones. But like sometimes he'll just like today he was speaking and I he spoke in a Spanish accent, which I've never really heard him do. Uh he'll do Scottish. Like every day, every now and then Dominic Rizzo comes in and he's Scottish for the day. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That works. Does does a lot of them. All right, dog. I guess for the for the rest of the game, we'll uh we'll let we'll let people either check it out or uh, figure it out. They'll, or, you know, if you're listening on demand, you already know what happened. So you, yeah. you, at least you got to relive it as uh, Raza just gets hit by a pitch and now he's on base to start the bottom of the ninth. That's and, a gift. That's a gift right there. I mean, hell, he couldn't even really get out of the way. No, like, he tried awfully hard, didn't he? Mm, let's see. Oh, they're showing that they're showing the trout check swing again. Oh, yeah. You know what, dog? Maybe he didn't really go over the plate. Let's see. Let's see. Another yeah. angle. Oh no! So there, I don't know. You see two different angles. It looks like two different things. Yeah, 
I think there's they, a they case. Call, they call that. that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's legit. He went further than I thought he did uh, live when I yeah. saw the replay. I mean, they'll, they'll call that. That's not that's not an egregious call. There is a case, though. I think he's. I think he did have a case. Yeah, I think if, if that's, they're going to ring him, though. Honestly, I think if that. I think most if time when you go that far, they're going to ring you. I, I don't like it, but that's just the way they call it. I think. Doug, so. I feel like if that's Boone, he gets kicked out right there. He just he just takes it. I, I think he just takes it to the next Boone level sucks. and gets kicked out. <laughs> oh, in the bunt play, they get the lead runner. Uh, that m- he must be like a C bunter. Of course, Gio Urshela is playing first base, which I don't know if he's ever done before. But the guy's a shortstop, basically. And like on the bunt, he just fields wow. it and throws a perfect strike to second. That so was like, like- the one guy you shouldn't bunt it to was like the best fielder on the field at any position. He's like a better fielder probably than the actual guy playing shortstop. <laughs> That was, almost a, that was almost like a Hernandez jump on it. But it, his play was harder because he's a righty. That was a really good play by our that show. Was, that was a great play. Now Jose Trevino's up. He'll probably hit a walk-off homer. Uh, maybe we'll just wrap it up there. Producer Xavier Rizzo, thank you very much. Also, the pitch-in from uh, from Dominic Rizzo, who has uh, helped out as, as we've moved our studio back and a forth. We gave you all the sponsors, but we encourage you to go in the description of the show and check them out if you haven't done it before. Uh, kind of something for everybody there, but especially if you're in the North Jersey area, some uh, real cool places to visit and services to be rendered by uh, our sponsors that are Gatto Acupuncture, the Mescolo Group, Realtors, and Big Ed's Car Wash, and online from anywhere, fmsgraphics.com. So check them all out. You can follow the dog on Twitter at Jeff Healy8. That's the number eight. And you can follow me, Joe Rizzo, at Diamond Diehards on Twitter. And if you do Diamond Diehards on pretty much any social media, you'll be able to find us as well. And uh, if you like the show, an easy way to share it is to direct your friends, your family, or your enemies to diamonddiehards.com. We have the audio shows and the links and all the social media stuff available there as well. That is going to do it. We are back. And we keep saying that we're going to do more shows, but we will. We definitely will. Yeah, we got baseball going now. We, we want to like, get a little jump start, and now we got stuff to talk about. Yeah, so we're rocking and rolling. That is going to do it for what turned out to be a Wednesday Night Live for quick hit. the dog. Quick, quick hit. <laughs> quick hits. <laughs> For the dog, Jeff Healy. This is Joe Rizzo. Diamond Die Hards is out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.